Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always. False player. Forever. Another edition of Franchise Player Crossover Podcast, Site Crossover Podcast. The Old Miss Spirit on three and inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are hey. you doing? Hey. 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 You're fired hey. up. I, I am, man. Look, it was a it's Tuesday morning and uh, I didn't have to get up and go to fall camp. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fired up today. Well, what are you doing? I'm working. I'm working. Well, yeah, but in absence of fall camp, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I'm running a uh, live Q&A right now. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. You know, you go to fall camp and you spend half the day there because, uh, you know, you get there about 830 and um, you're on the practice field till around 10. And then you have to wait around an hour and a half for the players. We shoot a video while we're waiting. Um, and then uh, you get home and it's 12, 31 o'clock after the interviews and half the day is gone. So, you know, I got a whole day today. I'm happy. There are worse ways to spend your time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know the problem with fall camp is the first week you're so juiced. You're excited. I mean, it's football. You're getting to watch it again. That's true. And then you know how it is. Week two rolls around. Then we're in week three now. Yeah, week two. Are we week, week three, week four? Because I keep messing that up in stories. I can't well, remember. We, we started Wednesday, <laughs> August the third. We started twenty days ago. Okay. So technically, week three. We're almost a week four. I think tomorrow starts week four, maybe. Okay. But um, but you know. The passage of time, you have seen everything, you have commented on everything, and you know some readers want answers to questions we just don't have, and um, you know so yeah, I was I was glad to just get a work day today. What's the biggest question that we don't have answers to? Quarterbacks, God, quarterbacks. Not really. I, I think we have the answer to quarterback. Do we don't know. We don't know how they're going to play. We, you know, but I think we know who the starter is going to be. Now Lane may pull pull an upset. May name Altmeyer. I don't know. He sees things that we're not privy to seeing. He knows things that we don't know. So you know, is it too early to call? Technically, yes. It's going to be too early until he tells us. I think he'll tell us next Monday. Um, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you get the fall count blues. The players get the blues. They get tired. The coaches are tired. I mean, you know, for the uninitiated, fall count is tough. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a water boy. You're in that building at 6 a.m., and you're not getting home to 10, 30, 11 o'clock, sometimes 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. It's work, sleep a few hours, get up and do it over again. And, uh, you know, I think that has a psychological effect on a team. I think it's supposed to. 
brings them closer together. Now, class has started Monday at Ole Miss, so, you know, there's a little bit of a back off. Ole Miss started uh, preparation for Troy on Sunday. At least the coaches did. They're working things in this week before going full go next week on the Troy Trojans, who we play on September the 3rd. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, football's in the air. Season kicks off this weekend. I think Vanderbilt's I haven't, even, I, haven't even I haven't even looked at it. You're going through it. I haven't even looked at it. What, what yeah, are I think Van, Vandy plays Hawaii. Um, New Mexico State, a school I'm very familiar with, they open up with Nevada. Um, you going to win? You know, I doubt it. I doubt it. But, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> you did not give me two appealing games to get me excited for the first weekend of college. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know that there are any great appealing games this weekend. Maybe, maybe one. I'm not. I'm just not sure. Um, but I know those two games are on. When did Georgia and, and Oregon play? Is that the? Is that next week? I don't know. Let's see. I love that. Whenever Alabama or Georgia, um, that it's, it happens every single year. They open with a team with name recognition, and the national media jumps all over it and starts hyping it up like, "Oh man, could Clemson beat Alabama? It, you know, this is going to be the year." And every single time it ends up being, what, 48 to 14? Yeah, it's Oregon at Georgia. It's on September the 3rd as well. So uh, still a little ways off from that one. But uh, Georgia will will win that. I, I truly believe it. Um, well, I do too. But, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think there's a lot of drama there, David. And, and, hey, my Ball State Cardinals open up Thursday night, September the 1st at Tennessee. And uh, I'm excited, man. You know, we're we're just we're literally hours away from watching some college football. Why are they your Ball State Cardinals? Well, that's where Eli is now. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they open yeah. at Tennessee. Well, there you go. There's something yeah, at, at Tennessee should be a uh, thrilling game. Not close. <laughs> Uh, you know, no, no. I, I, think, I, I think Ball is confidence in their offense. They have confidence there that they can score. The problem is stopping Tennessee. I think that's the issue. Uh, Tennessee's going to move fast, much like Ole Miss. Tennessee's got weapons. Um, so, you know, I think Ball State wins 41-24 or something like that. I mean, a Tennessee wins, excuse me. Which roster? Breaking news, David reporting. I'm sorry, I won't do that to you. Um, Which team, Tennessee or Ole Miss, that fancies themselves sleeper contenders in their respective SEC divisions, which one do you like better roster-wise top to bottom? I'll tell you. Hold on one second, though, because, you you know, you you said you won't do that to me. Well, so I I get calls and I get Facebook messages on uh, me saying that – Punter Charlie Pollock was eaten by a great white shark. I did not say that. You led me. You led me on there. Uh, but uh, wait, wait, but wait! Stop! Stop! I, oh, oh, yeah, I did. True. Wait, wait. True. Okay, so you get was this like on a uh, Facebook group chat board or something like that, or was this? You no, 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 no. Private message. Private message. It was. Uh, you know, uh, my husband and I listen to the crossover podcast <laughs> all the time, and. Uh, and she actually told me, she said, my husband, y'all made my husband laugh for the first time in years. Oh, it I thought this was going to end poorly. I thought she was going to be like, no, no, my, no, no. my husband was terrified because he, he heard no, from you. They, 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 totally, they totally got the BS. But uh, but anyway, so that was kind of nice. You know, her, he had laughed for the first time in years. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And then uh, – then I, you know, guys just jabbing at me. Hey, man, Charlie Pollock got eaten by shark. Breaking <laughs> so, news! Breaking yeah. news! David Johnson reporting, just like you're reporting an upset of Tennessee by Ball State. Your Ball State Cardinals, good for you. No, no, I did not say that, but I, I don't even even know if Charlie Pollock has ever been on the ocean. I, I mean, to be know. honest, I can speak to this because I too am a redhead and ginger with really pale skin. <laughs> Okay. You are. Okay. I will say he's been to the beach, but probably like the rest of us gingers, um, we would prefer to sit under a shaded area and watch the beach, watch our family experience the beach. 
because sitting out there in our own ginger uh, mess and, and disgustingness is not very appealing. I don't yeah, know how people it. do that at the beach. Like my wife loves the beach, and Emily See, I'm could not person either. I'm not. Yeah, but like Emily could, honest to God, go out there at seven in the morning, not come in until lunch to eat, and then go back out there and stay there till five in the afternoon. And I don't. And, get see, it. I, and I don't either. And I've been coerced several times in my lifetime to take the Johnson family to the beach. Okay. So okay, we're going to the beach. Where are we going? Well, let's go to. Emerald Isle, North Carolina. Let's go to uh, let's go to Galveston, Texas. Let's go to Biloxi. Let's go to Pensacola, wherever. And I've done them all. And what I've noticed, my kids walk out in the sand, and they walk out in the ocean. They play around for about a half hour, and then they're ready to go to the to the next thing. We spend very little time on the beach, so. See, we you spend know, the not, entire time on the beach, and I just, uh, I hate it. Because I'm well, already disgusting have, enough. Why do I want to sit? Why do I want to sit in my own filth and stew? We in may my have, own we may have a hotel on the beach, but it's like, okay, there's the beach. All right, what else are we going to do? I'm more like your, say, your children than I am other people. I, I would rather do that. Let's go do something on vacation. Yep, yep. That's, that's kind of it. So you find the go-kart track. You find yes. the laser tag the mini golf whatever it is now you're speaking my language my friend now you're speaking my language but charlie pollock according to david johnson breaking news yes no no i did not say that i did not it's say way that. funnier though well i bring up tennessee because i'm thinking about sleeper teams that could actually compete i was reading 538 college football looks even more top heavy than usual this year alabama georgia and ohio state have won five national championships in the eight season era of the college football playoff and Tennessee fancies itself as a sleeper contender. Ole Miss fancies itself as a sleeper contender. And that's why I asked of those sleeper contender kind of teams of Tennessee and Ole Miss, which roster do you like top to bottom? Because I'm trying to figure out, is there any real team out there that can change this? Because it's gotten pretty repetitive as far as who the final, you know. Yeah, and that's why, that, that's why you have people talking about expanding the college football playoffs, and which I think they should. Uh, there needs to be a real playoff for a real national championship, not TV picking the four schools they want on TV. Um, and yeah, I mean, Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, I think you could even throw into that mix. Um, they're dominating the scene and really and truly with the way NIL is set up and transfers are set up now. I think it's going to continue. I mean, it's so difficult for that outlier to, to crack in. And when they crack in, like Cincinnati did last year, they're promptly disposed of. Um, you know, the, the way everything is now, Ben, I, I think the rich get richer. And in some cases, the poor are going to get poorer. Where does Ole Miss fall on its spectrum? Well, obviously, Ole Miss is rich. But they're not as rich as the schools we mentioned. And it is going to be a struggle to keep up on the NIL side of things. Hands down, it, it is. You, you know, it looks like you did it year one through the portal. But you know, what's it going to look like after you get those three or four guys you're really willing to give big money to? And then how, how long is the money going to last? You know, that, that's the question. It's going to last forever at Alabama. It's going to last forever at Oklahoma and Texas when they come into this league. Um, well, the one know, thing, it, one of the things, one of the possibilities, if I were an Ole Miss fan listening to this right now, that would give me unease, would make me uneasy. What will that look like? How Ole Miss plays in the NIL space and the money it has and the enthusiasm recruits and potential NIL targets coming out of the portal might have for Ole Miss once Lane Kiffin is no longer here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you're going to have to deal with in the future. I believe at some point, at some point you're going to have to, um, I, I, I don't know. And then, you know, you've got another factor. It's not really talked about much, but you know, some older Fans, and I'm an older fan, 
they hate this. They absolutely hate this. They hate the fact that, you know, there's no covering it up. You're paying your players now. And, um, you know, hate it all you want. It is what it is. It is what it is, but it kind of changes your stomach a little bit in that, you know, maybe those kids aren't there because they love the school that you love. They're there for a paycheck and they're going to play ball. And then off to the NFL, they go. It's a harsh reality of things, but it's true. And then the other thing is, you know, what kind of roster shakeups are you going to have from year to year? How rare is it going to be to see the kid that comes in here and plays four seasons? If he doesn't leave early for the NFL, if he doesn't hit the transfer portal because Ole Miss is not, you know, paying him this and Alabama's offered him that. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, just like, you know, Ole Miss can sit back and say, okay, we're going to treat Western Kentucky like a farm school. I bring up Western Kentucky because Jacour Pearson, obviously now Dayton Wade, Mason Brooks, all of them come out of the Western Kentucky program straight into Ole Miss. Yeah, it's like um, Ole Miss has a guy on the inside. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of kind of looks like that. But, I mean, what's to keep Alabama from doing that to Ole Miss? It's all about money. It's a sad state of affairs. You know, will it change? I, I just don't know. I mean, does a school like SMU or a school like Houston that has financial resources to pay players all of a sudden surge into that top five? Maybe. It you just know, means that if you're an Ole Miss or a Tennessee, and Tennessee likes to think of itself in the same conversation as Georgia and Alabama, but come on. We all know this. Well, I mean, let's be honest, though. If Josh Heupel plays his resources right at Tennessee, it's not going to take them long. Yeah, at some point, point, they're still capped on what they can get. So if you're Ole Miss, you can avoid that or stay out of that competitive space with Alabama for those type of players if you're doing like they did this offseason and going and getting – a Jackson Dart who's moving to his next stop and being that one of the top viable options for a Zach Evans who steps in as a sneaky dark horse contender. And this is not me saying it. Look around the internet, search Zach Evans and and look up Josh Pate or whoever might be talking about these things. Um, And and you'll see Zach Evans as a dark horse being floated as a dark horse candidate can't speak today for the Heisman. And you have to be that if you're Ole Miss, you're right. Then that means that you're not going to have four-year guys at Ole Miss. That means you're going to have at most two- to three-year guys, and most of your biggest contributors, your name guys, are going to be one-year, two-years. Zach Evans is a one-year guy. Jackson Dart is a two-year guy. Those are going to be the faces of your program, but if you're an old fan, you're not used to that. You're used to seeing Eli come in red shirt and then start after Romero. Yeah, you say Dart is a two-year guy. I mean, so you think he's going to leave early for the NFL draft after the 23 season? If he performs well enough this year and next year, yes. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously, if his stats are where they need to be and he plays the way we hope he plays. But, you know, there's a chance he could be here three years. Yeah, well, there's a chance, yeah. But if all things go according to the plan – he will be gone after 2023. That was a lot of compl- I, You mean yeah. to tell me Lane Kiffin when he sat down or John David Baker when they sat down and are recruiting Jackson Dart and trying to keep him from Oklahoma and keep him from BYU, they're not just playing the Michael Trigg card. They're also saying, hey, man, you're going to come in here and look what Matt Corral did in two years, and you're going to leave. That's part of the pitch. Yeah, sure, it's part of the pitch. Pitch means nothing. I mean, if, if, if but I if it goes day, according to that, which is you're always pitching the best possible scenario, if it plays yeah, out just like that, he will be gone after next year, yes. Because the numbers yeah, they generally say that to everybody they're recruiting. Everybody. You sure, know, but they recruited – but not everybody was recruited like Jackson Dart to step in and start. I agree. I agree. I mean, well, but I think we'll he will be gone if everything plays out to plan. He'll be gone after next year. Yes, that's not. He could, of course, he could. 
but that means that something didn't go according to what the plan is, and that is come in, ball out, and leave, and then go for the next Jackson Dart. Yeah, getting back to your original question, you know, can somebody crack that? Uh, yeah, somebody can. Um, can old Miss? Uh, yeah, every now and then. I don't think it'll Tell be Tell me on Ole Miss this year. Yes, Ole Miss could crack it this year. I believe that. How? I mean, it, it, they, they have to roll. I told you, I, I've already told you, I think they're 7-0 when they go to play LSU in Baton Rouge. That means they're 8-0 when they go to College Station, which will be a tremendously huge game. Huge. If they were to survive that, they come home to play Alabama after a week off. And I mean, it's basically right there. But it, but if you beat if you beat everybody, I think you should, which is everybody on the schedule other than Texas A and M and Alabama, and you lose to one of them, you have your shot. You are eleven and one. You are playing in Atlanta, and uh, there's your shot. Twelve and one, you're in the playoffs. Eleven and two, and you're off to some New Year's bowl game. If Ole Miss were to finish with a 11 and one record, but the one loss is to Bama and Alabama went 12 and 0, does that Ole Miss team that didn't go to Atlanta, are they still, that they could be right there for the playoff? Still. Yeah, they could. And actually, in that scenario, Probably you almost better. don't want to go to Atlanta. <laughs> you want to sit on the side and watch Alabama and Georgia play in the SEC title game. Oh, God. Can you imagine trying to sell that to Ole Miss fans? You know what? I think it would be, uh, you know, we're just talking, but an 11 and one Ole Miss team that did not go to Atlanta is in the 14 playoff period. But could you, but could you imagine trying to sell fans on, Hey guys, it's okay that Ole Miss didn't go to Atlanta for the first well, I think time. They, I think they get it really quickly. I really do. Uh, with, with look, if, if Joe Smith was coaching the rebels and they were 11 and one, They'd probably get screwed, but you have Lane Kiffin. It's all about TV. Lane Kiffin. Everybody's going to want Lane Kiffin. Eleven and one Ole Miss in the fourteen playoff. So yeah, they could crash it this year, but you know, can you rebuild your roster every single year to the level of competitiveness that we think this team's going to have this year? No, because of ultimately you're going to have or inevitably you're going to have some recruiting portal misses. Yeah, well, they had some at linebacker this this offseason. So, mm. yeah, you are. And, um, you know, and I think the heat's only going to turn up higher. Um, what I'm talking about you know, is you do this big pursuit of, I'm not saying it's Jackson Dart, but whoever that Jackson Dart is in 2023, and he doesn't turn out to be the fit that you thought he would be. That's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to have misses, okay? Yeah. They have misses in this transfer portal class. Now, I'm not going to sit here and name names, but there are some misses in there, some guys who are not performing where they thought they would be. You can't say that and just leave it there. You can't do that. I am. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. 
Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship, and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion, Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. If you polled Ole Miss fans right now, you could either get to Atlanta one time or get to the college football playoff, not the national championship, but the college football playoff one time. What would the majority want? Atlanta, one trip to Atlanta and winning it, or a chance to play for a title? It, it has to be the college football playoff, but I feel like Ole Miss fans would go the yeah. other way, a majority. No, they, they wouldn't. I mean, you skip a space and, and, and continue on. That's, that's one, uh, one stop you don't have to make uh, in pursuit of the ultimate goal. Uh, that would be fine. I think I think everybody would be so excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, so there's my scenario on how this Ole Miss team could crash the college football playoffs this year. But man, a lot of good stuff's got to happen. A lot of good stuff has to happen. Um, I mean, you have to you have to have great quarterback play. We don't know yet if there's going to be great quarterback play. Um, you got to have, you know, this group of seven or eight wide receivers that are all very capable, have a couple of dudes step up. Jalen uh, Robinson has been in the training room for pretty much all of fall camp. 
Exactly. I mean, you saw what Lane said yesterday. He goes in the training room and Jalen's in there and he says, hey, man, have you got a red shirt year? And Jalen goes, yeah, why? But you might ought to take it because J.J. Henry is looking really good out there. Now, Lane was just joking with Jalen to get him motivated. And he was back on the field yesterday in a limited capacity. Funny how but, that uh, works, David. Are, you, are we really sure he was joking? I don't think he was joking. I mean, he's doing his Lane Kippen shtick. But there's yeah. a little, little truth in everything you say. He said he was joking. That's what he, he said. Of course he was, but then he said he told the story publicly. Oh, yeah, he knew what he was doing. Now he's, he's, he, yeah, uh, he's making a point. He was sending a message. Senioritis, man, senioritis. It happens. Um, but, you know, Jalen could be an incredible player. Malik Heath is going to be an incredible player. You, you've got Jonathan Mingo. You know, now you've got this kid, Dayton Wade. Who in the heck even – thought Dayton Wade would be a factor, you know, three weeks ago. And, man, the kids had an incredible count. Um, he's very intelligent. Woo, 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 as he said multiple times during his interview yesterday. Uh, but, um, you know. Wait, I mean, what they, is they woo, woo, woo? Everywhere. What is that? Well, Ben, he would answer a question like, yeah, you know, I like I like playing receiver here, man. I like Coach Kiffin, woo woo woo, and uh, boo boo, blah 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 blah, woo woo woo. It was uh, it was interesting. It's probably his first time ever speaking in front of a big collection. Well, of I, I like the woo woo woo, man. I and, lean on uh, uh, you lean lean on and we all lean on different things. I wish I leaned on woo 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 more than well, me leaning on me going, but uh, so uh, so so Tyler Comas uh was uh, I assigned him that story on Dayton Wade yesterday. And as we're walking out of the press room, he's like, hey, uh, do I just skip over all the woo-woo-woos? And I'm like, no, man, it's W-O-O hyphen W-O-O hyphen W-O-O. Put him in the story. You uh, smart, Alec. That, that, that kid that with a million-dollar smile, Tyler Combs, that kid was asking for real help. And what did you do? You led him down I, a path no, of stupidity. No, no, I did not. I wanted the woo-woo-woo in the story. I mean, I thought it added a lot of color. And uh, Dayton Wade's a cool dude, man. I could listen to him talk all day long. Oh, yeah. He did but, a, a podcast, a one-on-one with uh, Zach Barry that went up this morning. And I think Zach asked him one question, and he just spent 15 minutes laying out, like, without any interruption, laying out his life story. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I love yeah, stories like that from fall camp. Guys that embrace the opportunity, attack the opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity, and they appreciate all the stuff that many of us, not just players and coaches, but media too, take it take for granted. For him to stuff, this is like a, living a dream for him. It's awesome. It is. It's good to see that. Um, you and know, he can so, actually play. Yeah, he, he, he can. He can. He's going to probably line up in the slot, but as he said yesterday – Put him on the edge. He doesn't care. Woo, woo, woo. He's going to get football. Woo, woo, woo. So, anyway, um, you know, Ole Miss has got to get lucky this year. You know, that's that's the bottom line. I covered a team that won a national championship one year, and uh, they were lucky. They got lucky in some regards. It was Delta State back in 2000. And, um, you know, first round of the playoffs in uh, Valdosta State, was coached by Chris Hatcher at the time. And they were running this hurry up, no huddle offense with Dusty Bonner. Remember Dusty Bonner, the quarterback at Kentucky years ago? Well, he ended up transferring to Valdosta State and uh, they threw the ball all over the place. We got like a 30 minute sprinkle in Cleveland the night before, like a sprinkle now. So I go to the game, it was an 11 a.m. kickoff, and I walk out on the field, and I couldn't believe my eyes. That field was a, a – and Delta State's running the midline option. That field was a swamp. I mean, it was basically underwater in patches. Um, and Chris Hatcher always thought that Delta State had flooded the field on purpose. Um and, you know, I'm very close to Steve Campbell, who was the head coach at Delta State at the time. And I'll say this, 22 years, 
of talking to Steve all the time, I've never been able to get him to admit it or any of the assistant coaches to admit it, that they turn the sprinkler system on and let it run all night long on that field to slow down Valdosta State. And don't they State absolutely did. They have plausible deniability, but they, they did. They, they do because it rained like, you know, a tenth of an inch the night before. But the fact that they won't admit it to this day means, yes, they did. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think they did, but uh, nobody's ever admitted <laughs> to me they did. But a little, you call it luck, call it ingenuity. Either way, they won that one. Uh, then, um, then they go to Catawba, North Carolina. And um, Catawba has a quarterback named Mitch Ellis who had transferred from Arkansas State. Delta State wasn't supposed to win that game, but we get off the plane and it's like 18 degrees and freezing rain. Perfect weather for the midline offense, the midline option. So Delta State just kept the ball all day and beat Catawba. And um, beat North Dakota State in the semifinals. And uh, whooped Shippensburg 64 to 34, I think was the final score in the national championship game. But, but that's was not no luck. Yeah. That's strategic brilliance, even watering yeah. down the field. So if you're Ole Miss, water down the field before you play. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what's luck is on the flight back from Catawba, we almost died. What? Uh, you? Oh, yeah. How do you, you go? I mean, this, this is something y'all got to understand with David. All right. You could think you're just having a nice, fun, casual, hilarious conversation with your friend, telling stories, just enjoying the fellowship. And then, boom, death. He okay. talks about so, cemeteries and just, God, man. It's got a great ending because everybody lives. 18 degrees, freezing rain in Catawba. So Delta State has a barefooted kicker named Billy Dorgan. <laughs> so that Friday night, the barefooted kicker, Billy Dorgan. That sounds like a story you read your kids at bear, at bedtime. Bear time. Bedtime. Of Krispy Kreme, his family owned Krispy Kreme donuts. But when uh, that light is on, God is smiling. Well, well, okay. So that Friday night, the assistant coaches go to Walmart and they buy a big heater for the sideline, propane fueled heater. And you know, they don't know anything about it. So they buy like 12 propane bottles. God, one, would have, okay. one would have been plenty. Yeah, keep his foot warm on the sidelines, blah, blah, blah. So after the game, they load the heater up and the 12 propane bottles into the cargo hull of the plane. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there was a guy, I think it was his first day on the job, who was in charge of checking the weight of the plane. And there was some discrepancy in the cargo hull. <laughs> Yeah, and, there's 52 and, propane tanks. And look, you're driving, you are driving a stick of dynamite, flying a stick of dynamite here. So if the guy had just said, oh, well, they're bringing something back or something <laughs> like that, but he didn't. He was zealous. It was it's like day one on the job. He made them unpack the cargo hall to see what the extra weight was, discovered the 12 bottles. Now, I'm setting up front with Coach Campbell, Mark Hudspeth, uh, Gwayne Matthews, the whole coaching staff, we're in the front of the plane. And um, the pilot comes walking on, and he goes, who's the head coach? And Coach Campbell raises his hand, and he says, I have two words for you, value jet. And uh, what he meant by that, if you remember a couple years before, mm -hmm. the value jet plane over the Florida Everglades had oxygen bottles in its hull. Oh. And at 30,000 feet, that oxygen won't out of the bottles. And the propane would have acted the same way. We would have been blown from the sky. Oh, and uh, yeah. thank God that... Um, that eager beaver was down there doing his job. You know what he was? He was the Tyler Comus. Because if David Johnson in your current Ole Miss beat reporting state would have been the... Ah, they just they loaded something up. It's fine. Tyler Conus, yeah. he got in there, man. He got in there and said, no, something Look, is that's, that's my That's my point. A, a guy who had been on that job for five years, he's probably like, okay, so what? You know, that guy saved our life. There's some guy in North Carolina in Charlotte that that saved, you know, 85, 90 people's lives that night uh, by doing so. Because we would have blown up. 
pilot said somewhere over Georgia, we, we, we would have blown up, been a big hole in the bottom of the plane. So, yeah, that was the luck part of it right there. Speaking uh, of luck, <laughs> to bring it back to all of this football, I mean, there's no way. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank God a, for the Tyler Cone. What year was this? 2000. Yeah, it was in 2000. Thank God for the Tyler Comus of airplane travel, air travel in 2000, because he was that little gung ho kid that probably annoyed his bosses with all the questions because he's just trying to learn. Yeah, he was out there and he did his job. He did his job. And if, because if David Johnson had been out there, Ben Garrett, you wouldn't be here. (laughs) There would have been a statue in Eternal Flame somewhere over in Cleveland. And a plaque with everybody's name on it. But uh, I bring up a long time ago, I bring up the comparison of Tennessee and Ole Miss and speaking about sleeper contenders in the respective divisions. And if you're a sleeper contender in the SEC, be it the West or the East, that means you're a national championship or college football playoff sleeper contender. And I was reading Athlon's rankings of the, of the top quarterbacks in the SEC. We both think that it's going to be Jackson Dart is kind of just what it is. No one's saying it, but it's going to be Jackson Dart. And he was ranked number 10 in the 14-team SEC. Hendon Hooker was number two. And I'm looking at, okay, if the national thought is that Ole Miss doesn't know what it has at quarterback, and they're thinking of, of Jackson Dart, who would be the eventual starter, maybe in a lesser conversation than even Stetson Bennett, who won a national championship, but Anthony Richardson, Max Johnson of Texas A&M, how then can you do, I mean, how can you get to that? Are we overselling it or buying too much into it? Or does that play into what you're talking about? A lot of things have to go right. I just thought that Jackson Dart would be considered by national media types ranking these kind of things much higher than a lot of the guys on this list. I would take, yeah. for example, like Spencer Rattler's number five. And Spencer Rattler was not good last year at Oklahoma. And yet he's yeah. getting that kind of praise in five spots lower as Jackson Dart. And honestly, I look at, and, and I could be completely wrong. That's what I'm asking. Jackson Dart and Spencer Rattler are pretty much the same. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy out there. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people are really high on this Ole Miss team. And then, you know, you mentioned Josh Pate a while ago. You know, Josh is not. He picked them to go six and six. Um, there are things you've really got to wrap your head around to really believe in this Ole Miss team. You've got to believe – in that offensive line. You've got to believe in one of the quarterbacks. You've got to believe in Chris Partridge and that defense. Um, and, and then, as we said, there's got to be some luck along the way because, you know, we're selling this team high right now. And, and just looking at count, I, I, I think it's really top to bottom, the most complete Ole Miss team I've covered in my 12, 13 years of covering Ole Miss. Um, Am I right? I, I, I think I am. But things could go south in a hurry. You know, you know, let's just think, you know, what if Ole Miss lost a game in September? What if he lost to Kentucky and Auburn? And then you've got this gargantuan SEC schedule ahead of you where you're definitely going to lose some more games. I mean, so I, I can see where the six and six comes from, but you know, like I said, Josh Pate's prediction at six and six, he's thinking Ole Miss goes two and six in the SEC. Um, I don't see that happening. But could it? Yeah, it could. But, you know, don't, but how? don't pick this, us for our opinions. But, but what I'm saying is how? if Because I think the same thing. I've never been more confident. I've said this countless times now about a team as far as its talent Going into a year is this one. I don't know what that means. It could mean only eight wins, but I just feel like this team, its baseline, its floor is greater than pretty much any other Ole Miss team going into a year that I've ever been a part of or seen or whatever covered. So how then? How can that team go two and six? How? Yeah, yeah. the question is the floor is the floor as high as it's ever been for the entire SEC, not counting Vandy. I mean, you know, they're excited at South Carolina. Um, you already know what you have in Alabama and, and Georgia. Uh, there's a new coach at Florida. You know, Sam Pittman's building something at Arkansas. 
everywhere he's ever been, Mike Leach in about year three has a really, really, really good football team. There's a new coach at LSU and Brian Kelly. He knows how to coach. He has got the talent down there. Uh, Brian Harson, he's got to got to feel the heat on his butt. They've got to produce there this year if he wants to stay. See, in itself, I, I think when I look at it, is a is, this may be the best SEC we have seen in a long, long time, from top to bottom, not counting Vanderbilt. Um, so I think that's that's part of the question that has to go into the formula. This may be a as good of an Ole Miss team as it was last season when they won 10 games. The record may not indicate it. Now, I'm buying into them. I think 10 wins is a very good possibility. Uh, others are saying seven, eight, nine, pick a number. Nobody's going as low as six and six on this local beat, but – that's a scenario in which it could happen, Ben. I refuse to believe that this team. Oh, I'm with you. I refuse to believe it, too. I mean, I, I've seen them practice every day. This team has some depth. It really has some. It's got some O-line depth. We know it's got D-line depth. It's got depth in the secondary, depth at receiver, depth at running back. You're going to have a first-year quarterback, but – you know, he's gonna he's he's gonna be able to run this system. That's what I'm hinging my best. Just had one of these guys back after Eli left and Ole Miss went four and whatever and lost to Wyoming. If he had even one of these quarterbacks, you know how much hype Ole Miss fans and the media would have had for this Ole Miss team, just local media would have had for this for Ole Miss going into that year, coming off ten and three, and now really we're gonna treat this Ole Miss team like he could go two and six. I've seen two and six at Ole Miss. If this is two and six, breaking news, Ben will eat his hat. Two and six well, in the SEC? I mean, some shit will really had to have gone bad. Yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of new coaches on this staff. So, you know, coaching synergy is always something. I think in 2019, Ole Miss lost to Memphis at Memphis because of coaching synergy. Um, you know, you had Rich Rodriguez in the in the press box as the O.C., for the first time in a long time. That was um, such a bad hire. Ugh. You know, Rich got it going. They scored points. They, they accumulated yardage. But that game in particular, he did not have it going. And, you know, they were – they were. I think they were they, – the offensive line, the entire first half, they were gap scheming. There needed to be an adjustment made. And it wasn't made until halftime. I mean, you have to make those kind of adjustments on the fly in the action. And, um, you know, so I think there was a disconnect there. But nevertheless, uh, you know, so Lane's got a lot of that new kind of kind of involved in his staff as well. He's brought it up several times. It's one of his concerns. But, um, but we do know for sure Charlie Weiss is going to do exactly what Lane wants him to do all the time. Yes, he is. He's told you. <laughs> yes, he is. He, he has definitely told us that. But, um, you know, I, I'm bullish on the Rebels. Going to stay bullish on them. I think they're going to do really, really good this year. Uh, but, you know, others don't think that way. We'll see who's right. Will Vanderbilt beat Hawaii this weekend? No, uh, I don't know. But, you know, there's a new coach in Hawaii. Clark Lee's in the second year of his uh, – contract before he goes back and becomes somebody's defensive coordinator somewhere. David, sassy, David. You can't win at Vandy in the SEC. Are you kidding me? I mean, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is an academic school. Okay. It's tough to get a lot of football players that are really good into Vandy. Uh, even if you're willing to pay them. And I don't think Vandy is really that enthused about NILs. Um, it is not. No, it is. You not. know, so, you know, they, they they just are what they are. And, um, you know, it, it, we all talk about it every year in the vein of, okay, here's the SEC 13 teams. Oh, oh and there's Vandy. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the way it is. This is 13 and Vandy. And I mean, when Texas and Oklahoma get here, it's 15 and Vandy. 
Um, but I like Vandy. I don't mind pulling for Vandy. I'll be pulling for Vandy Saturday night. I have no feelings one way or another for Vandy. You don't have to feel bad for dogging Vandy. What loyalty do you have to Vandy? If you think Vandy sucks, I, I Vandy sucks. But I, I, I do generally pull for Vandy to pull off a miracle upset every weekend. Screw that. And, You've been around Ole Miss your entire life. Vanderbilt used to beat Ole Miss in football constantly. It was always a close game. Jonathan Nichols had to hit like a 54-yard field goal. Yeah. Screw Vandy. Yeah. Uh, that kind of tells you something about where we've been as a program. So I refuse but, to believe two and six. For, no. Ole Miss baseball won a national championship. I believe that. Yeah, Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. Jeff, come to life. Anything is possible. And, you know, I'm a believer, okay? Now, I, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to know there are other people out there with contrary opinions. Uh, but I have no but, idea where you're going with this. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think Ole Miss can win 10 games. Um, Breaking news. Uh, Breaking news. David Johnson, stop, stop. Uh, Yeah, you did the breaking news. Other people don't think they can. Um, David Johnson reporting, Ole Miss is going to win 10 games, sorry. I'll have some crow to eat if they don't, Uh, but I believe. I believe this team can do it, man. Uh, You know, they've got a different kind of attitude. It's – look, man, this is a cool cool team. Yeah, cocky. Cocky. They get it from their head coach. Good. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, you, you will talk about depth. You look around, Mason Brooks is playing second team right tackle. They have depth. And I'm excited about it. And, uh, hey, while I'm thinking about it, certainly want to wish Matt Corral a speedy recovery with a lephrensic injury. I think that's an ankle bone. Uh, likely going to be out for the year. Uh, so, uh you know, Matt's a competitor. He's fierce, and he comes from a very fierce family. So, are you uh, saying fierce or fearless? Fierce, fierce, F-I-E-R-C-E, fierce. Okay. I thought you were saying fierce. I'm like, is that a delta something or other word? What is fierce? fierce but anyway, good luck to Matt. I hope he gets better and yes. uh, continues to play football. Some of those ankle injuries like that, they've ended careers. And, well, here's uh, what I believe. We'll be back to do this again this week. Thank you, buddy. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Very therapeutic today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.